0: Hello, this is Ken, your podcast preacher, and I want to welcome you back to Deep Waters. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strengths Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the effect of working out the will and calling of God in our lives. The title of this message is, Christian Maturity is the Goal When Reading the Bible. It is a multi-episode series in which this is episode two of four. Yes, you can forget the Word. You can forget the Scripture, which is why going to church and Bible study is not enough. You must be intentional about getting it down into your spirit. You are advantaged by it 100%. I would dare to say that if reading your word is not a consistent routine in your life, then you are at a severe disadvantage as a Christian, and the fruit of your life will reveal this lack, this bad error-laden choice. Reading your word stimulates your spirit to want to get to know God. Why would you not want to get to know God? Look at the consequences of those choices. 2 Thessalonians 1.8 In flaming fire, taking vengeance on those who do not know God, and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew 7.23 And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. As discussed above, the Bible, although doesn't specifically mention the milk, bread, meat levels of revelatory understanding, does describe three levels of maturity for the believer in terms of the baby, young person, and father or mother. Here's Johnny. 1 John 2, 12, 14. I write to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you. For his name's sake, I write to you, fathers, because you have known him who was from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you have overcome the wicked one. I write to you, little children, because you have known the Father. I have written to you, fathers, because you have known him who is from the beginning. I have written to you, young men, because you are strong, and the word of God abides in you and you have overcome the wicked one. It was after quite a bit of time as a believer that I began to see things in the Bible that I had previously not seen. It is this way with everyone that reads the Bible. Perhaps our increased maturity in Christian growth is contingent on our hearing and doing the word. James 1, 22, 24. I also think it is based on our ability to grow through trials, tribulations, and suffering as we walk out our faith. Jesus, after all, was perfected through suffering. Hebrews 2.10.5.8.9 Now recently, that is 2020, I was taught that the highest level of Christian maturity is to love an actionable faith. Oh, how I avoided reading First Corinthians chapter 13 for years. It was my skimmer chapter, and my mind to walk it out as Galatians instructed in faith was all but impossible. Galatians 5.6 For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything, but faith working through love. I avoided reading Corinthians as though because, and here was a baby in me, because I could not imagine being that kind of a person. It just seemed so out of reach. Now, there are other scriptures that seem the same way, but this one's particularly difficult because God is love, 1 John 4, 8, and love is all over this request. Now, you see, at least in my life, there's more baby stuff. Perhaps I should have set up a scripture registry that I might have gotten through this season sooner. Let's look at another avoidance batch of fruit. Galatians 5, 25. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law, and those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. So you see, immaturity can keep you from reaching these goals, although they are really not goals, but spiritual necessities. It's the outworking of sin and the inworking of God. So let's look at the big bad Corinthians love and see if it doesn't resonate with you. Perhaps you have your own scriptures that somehow keep you from getting into all of the word, allowing it to do its complete work. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 though I speak with tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, so that I can remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. So now it's strange, because this morning... I was dreaming about the scripture, and it was this scripture that I was actually dreaming about, not knowing that I would be sitting here reading it to you. But think about it. But have not love. If God is love, what it's saying is, if we don't love each other, if we don't operate in love, then we don't have God. This is why this is so critical. In other words, without God, who is called love, 1 Corinthians chapter 13 is impossible. All right, let's go to verse four. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It is not puffed up. It does not behave rudely. It does not seek its own. It is not provoked. It thinks no evil. It does not rejoice in inequity, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Now you see in that paragraph, All of that stuff is actually attributes of God. So the author here, Paul, is actually doing nothing more than describing God himself. He suffers long and he is kind. He doesn't envy. He doesn't parade himself. He's not puffed up. He doesn't behave rudely. He doesn't seek his own. He is not provoked. He thinks no evil. He does not rejoice in inequity but he rejoices in truth. He bears all things. He believes all things, hopes all things, and he endures all things. You see, that's just another way of reading it, and I think both are accurate. Verse 8. Love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will fail. Where there are tongues, they will cease. Where there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when that which is perfect is come, That which is in part will be done away. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know, just as I also am known. And now abide faith, hope, and love, these three. But the greatest of these is love. So if I haven't answered the why question, I have utterly failed in this message, although it was about answering the how question of which the following will address. Below is a list of seven steps that I have picked up throughout my learning journey. To be honest, I don't always use them every time I read the Bible, but I do think they are helpful when you're starting out and for specific types of study as you grow and mature. Okay, so but before we begin, I need to address a prevailing thought about the Bible. Have you ever wondered why it has been studied so much, without much deviation from what is considered normal, with the exception of the occasional individual, church or denominational non-denominational organization, as well as some 501c3 organizations, such as the Salvation Army, getting a little lost? I am being uncandidly nice right now. It is usually only when we read the Bible using interpretation and not revelation to try to gain wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, instruction and action items from God, that we sideways and turn our hearts to stone. I can't say this enough. The Bible is not understood by your off-putting interpretation of it. It does not need your brain to remain the most powerful force on earth and in heaven. Interpretation has caused more religious wars and unimaginable cruelty to human lives than anything. It is all but absolutely disgusting to even hear when someone says, that is not my interpretation. This is flung around like cow dung in a cornfield. If the Bible left room for your wild imagination, then we would all be in trouble. In order for it to be unchangeable, to be consistent, and absent of confusion and chaos for thousands of years, you have to be given the revelation of what it says, period. Yes, so if you don't have the Holy Spirit, who gives a revelation, then you are squat out of luck, and luck has no power. No Holy Spirit, no revelation. Yes, God created the system and has plenty of workarounds. Let's look at some supporting scriptures before moving on. John 16:13. However, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truths, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. Galatians one 11-12 But I make known to you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached by me was not according to man, for I neither received it from man, nor was I taught it, but it came through the revelation of Jesus Christ. Hebrews 13:8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So in finishing my rant about interpretation versus revelation, I say that it is clear that the Holy Spirit is not only necessary to manifest the power of God, but also to give us a revelation of God. It is also unequally clear that Paul received the word by revelation, and the evidence is not found in the 13 New Testament books he wrote, right? Yes, it is. And finally, Jesus doesn't change, hasn't changed, and will not change. Doesn't the Bible address each generation right where they are at? Yes, and it does so by and through consistent revelation. Is not the only book that Jesus specifically spoke into existence through John titled The Revelation of Jesus Christ. It is not titled The Interpretation of Jesus Christ. No, that's it for today. Remember, it's not what you find wrong or disagree with regarding these messages, but what you can take away from them. Together we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we work alone. it. Let's flip the script and kill still and destroy the works of the enemy and create space for the light of light to shine through in the people's lives. Find a seat and click on the like and subscribe button. Let's build this ministry together. Thanks and see you next time in deep water.